It's Balcony Chatter Fridays. We're back, um, as we said, every Friday. So this is our second Friday in a row, and we plan to keep this rolling this way. Um, but I figured this this episode, we kind of started out on a little bit of a, a sad note. Um, you all right with that, Tim? Yeah, absolutely. We'll try to make it as positive as possible. Yeah, so I feel like you you have a better connection to this maybe than I do. I know that you have a story, so if you want to go into the uh, you know what might what happened and also give us your story on it too. Well, rest in peace to the late great Tommy Heinsohn. Yes, uh, voice we knew him as the voice of the Celtics. Our parents knew him as coach of the Celtics. Their parents knew him as a player for the Celtics. The only guy who spanned the entire existence of Celtics basketball championships who's been attached to every single one of them uh it's it's just it's it's kind of crazy I caught this little clip of uh Jackie McMullen when she was on around the horn in between takes and she was talking about I guess he was like a great painter as well just like a really mysterious guy who we all felt we knew a lot uh I remember I was in uh seventh grade and it was uh it was career fair and my uh, we had tickets to a Celtics game and my mom goes, go over and ask him, which is just a very funny thing if I could job shadow him <laughs> for the day. And so I was like, well, okay. My mom usually would never really like push me to do anything. So I was like, all right, let's, yeah, okay. He's coming out of the tunnel. And I go, and so I reach over and I go, Tommy, Tommy, huge fan. Would it be, I have a question for you. Would it be possible to maybe like job shadow you? And he reached his giant hand up, shook my little 12 year old hand. And said, all right, thank you. Never made eye contact and kept walking. <laughs> so needless to say, I didn't job shadow Tommy Heinsohn. Uh <laughs> But good man, I'm going to I'm just going to miss everything he was. The fact that we got to have him in his final years of his life. It's amazing. I thought a few years back it sounded a little bit like Ew. like I remember being in college and being like, "Ooh, Tommy, a little bit on the fence. Yeah, yeah. But it weirdly felt like he got sharper over the last few years. You know, I mean, clearly still an old man. Uh, yep. Clearly, still like a man in his eighties, but you know, uh, clearly there was health stuff. He was in, an, he was off and on broadcasts, and like you know, he hasn't been traveling for several years. But uh, it was a surprise to me. I was, I, I didn't think we were, we were losing Tommy. I didn't realize he was eighty six. I'll tell you that. Um, but uh, you know, I'm gonna miss him handing out Tom, Tommy points. I'm gonna miss him to- screaming about the little guy, about Walter McCarty, about Marcus Smart. Oh man, <laughs> Tommy is just the uh, the voice of our generation, and uh, you know I feel I feel uh, I feel saddest for Mike Gorman, you know, and uh, I know he's got a good thing with Scal, but you know they were they've been partners for what forty years, it's something got to be a, broadcast yeah. partners for upwards of forty years. Just uh, you know, it's it's weird to have one without the other. Sure, Tommy was the actual legacy guy, but you know Mike 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 Gorman is the voice of the Celtics. Tommy was. A, a voice of the Celtics, Mike Gorman is the voice of the Celtics. It'll, it'll right. be sad to, uh, you know, it's, it'll be sad to never have a Tommy game again. But uh, you know, they've done a good job over the years of, of getting Scal in there, and um, you know, yeah, just rest rest in peace to an absolute legend, and uh, just a you know sad day for Boston sports. But w- with his passing, I do feel like all of NBA Twitter learned something about Tommy because I he kind of is. This is another thing that they said on the. Uh, on like the in between the commercial break clip on around the horn it's just like he Tony Reale asked her he's like is he like one of the most uh, like is he the most like underrated guy of all time 
She was like, I mean, yeah, he's got he he won eight championships as a player. Well, just yeah, just think about how much he's been through with with the organization and in basketball in general. I mean, he's seen basketball grow from you know over however many 60 years like that's that's a lot of basketball and that's a lot of like think about the world and, 60 years ago you know and like he adapted with it he right. didn't he wasn't the old head who hated all the flash and the flair and the young guys he loved it he ate it up he ate paul pierce's shenanigans up he ate kg yeah. up he loves it he loves hustlers he loves people who take the charge because the fundamental things that are impressive about basketball still matter in today's game and I think that's where Tommy was able to find an appreciation for it. And, like, gosh, you, you would just think that maybe he could be, like, a huge, just, like, kind of like a stubborn old head. But it's just, like, he he allowed his mental capacity and his his love for the game to adapt with it as it changed, which you got to imagine when he started playing the NBA, that's almost a different sport to what we have now. That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's been through so much and, and done so much. And, you know, like you said, absolute legend. Rest in peace. Yeah. Thank you for everything. Uh, it was, you know, as Celtics fans, and, you know, I can only speak from my lifetime, but all of the life, you know, people before that, as you said, whether he was a player, a coach, or a voice, like everybody sort of has that, has something to remember him by if you're a Celtics fan, and that's just pretty awesome. Yeah. He said the, he, Tommy is, Tommy owns the most absurd comment I've ever heard. He owns probably the top. <laughs> he probably owns five of the top ten, but the most absurd comments ever. And of course, huge Homer. And like you know, if you're not a Celtics fan, like he, he probably drove you nuts. But I'm sure you got a love for him in that way. I know you know that was the case with uh, you know. Uh, shout out to Herzog family, Daniel, the Jack's older brother. He, you know, he I'd make him watch all the games with me, and he's like, I this is almost intolerable how much of a homer he is. And I was like, Yeah, I get it. <laughs> he's like, should, he's like Jack Edwards. Yeah, you should hear Jack Edwards. Is what I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, shout out to Aaron Baines. And two seasons ago, Tommy drops drops the line to Mike Gorman. I don't know if you remember this one. Uh, you know, I saw Baines in the shower, and let me tell you. <laughs> That guy looks like all of Australia. <laughs> Jesus. What a so, what a comment. Yeah, so I don't know, take it or leave it, but uh Tommy got an eyeful and thought Aaron Baines was the largest man he's ever seen in his life, I guess. <laughs> Where, it, how that means, I don't know, but uh you know, draw your own conclusions and uh shout out to an absolute legend who always told it like it was. And uh you know, always always chirp the refs. I wonder if I'd be such a ref chirper if it wasn't so, like, ingrained in the broadcast. You know, I watch, like, League Pass for these other teams, and, like, I grew up with Tommy going, oh, are you kidding me? Like, he just sounds yeah, like your yeah, uncle yeah. in the other room, but he's the guy on the TV. It's just, like, I don't know, it's interesting to think that if I, I bet I watch basketball differently because I grew up listening to Tommy Heinsohn call it. Oh, I'm sure you did, but, you know, I am sure that a lot of uh, big market teams can or fans can say the same because a lot of uh, you hear a lot of people complaining about the refs here and there and stuff like that maybe not so much on the broadcast maybe you're right but um it's always you know they're all oh, they're they're against us they're this they're that and everybody loves to complain about the refs but um I, I think you're right you probably would have you, you watch basketball differently than a handful of other fans because they don't have the same yeah. type of announcing that that we do. And one thing I do think I got from him was 
his ability to complement talent from other teams. Yeah, he was a huge homer, but he expected a lot out of Celtics. He's a former coach, and when someone was kicking their ass, he'd be like, "That was that was an incredible play," you know. Like he just he, he made it so. I think he helped me like all of basketball because it has shifted from this like us against them type thing. Everyone played AAU together, and there's no real hatred in the league anymore. We always talk about. And uh, I think with no, that, for sure. with less uh, hatred, you can appreciate talent more. So I, I think that that's that's necessary too. I mean, we're, we we can speak from experience that we basically have rivalry with just about everybody because yeah. everybody hates us and here mm-hmm. and there. But like the the one of the examples that I can think of, or, or you know, two sort of in the same breath, is like I went to Derek Jeter's last game at Fenway. You can't deny that the guy had talent; that he was an unbelievable, like you know, one of those. Yeah. Ones that you don't see forever, and, and then same yeah. thing with He's a Ortiz. Top like, famer. yeah, they still give him the credit that he deserves because they know that he is more than just we hate him. We hate to play against him. That's what it always comes down to. Yeah, you know, like we've talked about it a hundred times. I used to hate Subban on the ice. You see so much less it. appreciation when you're in the National League areas, though. It's True. interesting. It, like the East Coast will give props to to hitters but it's just like so many people will be like david ortiz hall of fame give me a break he couldn't even play the field which is inaccurate but isn't totally inaccurate (laughs) right right but i mean there's not a lot of people like not everybody makes the hall of fame because they're good at everything you know like right there's there's a lot of players that make it because they're unbelievable at one thing you Mm -hmm. know so yeah it's just that's a tough way to look at it, but I think that it's I agree. it's great that we sort of grew up with being able to. It's like real, real kind of recognize the real out there. Where like if a if a player is good, you don't dislike them because they're you because they're like a bad person. You dislike them because they're tough to play against because they make it harder. And and that's kind of what you want in sports anyway. I mean, you want good players. If not, this would all be so boring. But absolutely. It's definitely a good way to look at everything. I mean, I, I'd rather appreciate the good players for being good than, you know, just be like, I hate them because they're on the team I don't like. Yeah. I, I, the top qualifiers for all those across all sports is you love to hate them, with the exception of some hockey players who you truly would love to just see get decked and maybe not <laughs> remember where they are for a minute. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hockey's the only sport where it's like, that guy could get concussed and I'd be all right. You know, like football, you're like, whoa, CT, they're not really taking it well. Like, no, I hope everyone's safe, even though I hate that guy. But then it's like hockey, it's just like, yeah, if Pat Maroon got his head taken off by Char at 30 miles an hour, I'd I'd be totally fine. You see a guy like Matt Cook who, who like, almost ended a few people's careers, you know? Yeah, that's a guy who I, I, worst things could happen to him and I'd be okay. Uh, Yeah, 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 for sure. Flying skates around and shit. Uh, But, yeah, yikes. It was an accident. Yeah, he's despicable. And then he, oh, yeah, I don't know. And then like, that's, like a whole, that's a whole Weidman, other thing. Dennis Weidman hating him as a Bruin, and then he tries to kill a referee later. <laughs> it's just like, dude, well, yeah, that guy, that guy can have some stuff happen to him. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's all karma, you know. And I'm, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not like a, a shill for karma, but like, I don't doubt it. You know, I've seen it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And some some people need it a little more than it comes around. So what it all boils down to is rest in peace to an absolute <laughs> legend. Thank you for th- th- thank you for showing us how to appreciate 
real players, you know, and Matt Cook can, you know, fall off the face of the earth and it's fine. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? We, we would not get a Tommy point for that execution, but it made me laugh. <laughs> It's all good. Yeah, if you spin Heinsohn into Matt Cook and get severely injured, um, you know, th- welcome to the Balcony Chatter podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh man, but uh, yeah, I hope. Uh, I guess my only thing is, I hope we. I don't know. There's been a lot of outpouring. All the Celtics players are posting a lot. I I just hope. I hope his name stays alive. You know, he he really is a pillar of the NBA, and I I I say that as obviously a Celtics fan, but I truly believe it. I think. You know to, what Tommy's done. Not even some of the greats can can check all those things off their list. He's he's just been a you know an advocate and a and a employee of the NBA f- for so many years. It's uh it's sad. It's a sad day. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, like it, there's never a good time. He lived a long life. He did a lot of awesome things. So absolutely, it's, it's, yeah. You know, it's not like unf- I don't want to say that it would be any better, but like. Uh, th- it, thankfully it wasn't some tragic circumstance it was actually you know the guy was old and eventually it comes to a point but yeah and bill um, russell tweeted and called him his best friend and that was i know, saw that, that didn't yeah it, that, that doesn't make you get chills or tear up or something you you're numb yeah <laughs> you're numb to feeling um but yeah With that, so let's 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 lighten the mood a little bit here let's move on and talk about some uh I know you had a couple Celtics points you wanted to touch on. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's not a whole lot these days, to be honest. I mean, we, we know at least a little bit more about when, or we know when the NBA is planning to come back. No, we're back. Um, we're signed. We're official. The 22nd? Signed, signed sealed, delivered the 22nd. I was, I was, uh, I think my initial take was that it would probably be January. I was wrong. Because, and uh, maybe I did switch on the last podcast, but the point, the point is, is that there's eight teams that have had a seven-month off-season? Eight. Wow. I think eight didn't go to the bubble? Yeah. What, or whatever. Six, whatever. There's, But there's a number of teams who have been off for seven months. And so, and then more, like, most teams have fallen off and had, like, a normal break to this point. Yep. So, yeah, they got to get basketball back going. I think someone just, I think the Knicks just had to shut down, though. So that's all starting, too, now. Lakers announced today they won't have fans inside until further notice. Obvious stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the ball's rolling, and we have the draft in six days. So um, maybe, ideally, we can get a little quick little draft preview out before that next week. But, uh you know, it's right now. It's just it's just the talks of Danny Ainge says he doesn't want to use three first round draft picks. We've done that a lot of seasons in the last five years, and we have a bench to show for it. And uh, so he's supposedly trying to trade up those picks, package them together, and then the one that smashed NBA Twitter today. We're recording this on Thursday. Uh, is is Drew Holiday to the Celtics? And that would mean moving either Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, or or a new first-time name that we've heard thrown around the rumor mill, Kemba Walker. I don't. I, I don't, don't know, it. man. That, uh, yeah, no. I don't want it. I don't want it. I think Drew Drew Holiday is a fantastic basketball player. He's all, he's also thirty-one. I know Kemba is too. I don't know why you're switching that. Yes, he can play defense in crunch time and so on. Listen, I understand the negatives in Kemba's game. I 
I, I do. I just I believe in Kemba. I like Kemba Walker. You know, it's it's like when I was uh, it's like when I was saying I missed Isaiah Thomas. Yes, I see that we have Kyrie Irving this before the nightmare of Kyrie Irving. I was still saying this. I was like, I see this, but like I like this guy. This is the guy I like. This is the guy I want to win the championship on my team. Maybe I'm weird like that in sports, but I want to like the guys doing it more so than just have another banner with it. Will I say right. no to that banner? No, but I want these certain guys to to accomplish that. And right. I want Marcus Smart to be one of those guys, and I want Kemba Walker to be one of those guys. Gordon Hayward, I mean, we talked about it at ex- like to extent last episode. I won't get back into it, but you know, it makes sense. If he stays, I'm good. If he leaves, I also understand. Yeah. Um, him for Drew, I think, is interesting. Um, but I just get Kemba out of the trade talks, in, in my opinion, and ideally flip some of these picks so we can get a higher pick in the draft. With that, I'm still uh, liking the USC uh, big man Okongwu, um, who played with the Ball brothers in Chino Hills. Uh, yep, so he's, yep. he's got some fame to him because he was fame adjacent for so long. Um <laughs> But uh, and oh, also big rumors that his buddy there is going to go first overall. After hearing a lot of takes that he could drop out of the top ten, even I'm hearing that Lon, not Lonzo, what the hell, Lamelo, Lamelo Ball could potentially go number one to the Timberwolves. Wow. Okay, that seems like a spicy take, but I think so too. But it was very. I can't remember. Here's me not having a source, but it's it was uh it was either like the Ringer or Zach Lowe. Or yeah, like Kevin O'Connor or Zach Lowe was talking about it. So they they are certainly people with the right connections. But um, yeah, you're hearing all these talks now. Here's the thing: I'm gonna shoot out shout out another another uh, Celtics guy that I really love, Greeny with Barstool. He pointed out that of the last major trades that Danny has done, not a single one of them hit Twitter beforehand and leaked. So every time a Celtics trade starts floating around. You, like Danny manages to execute trades without tipping anyone off. He blindsides people. He did it with the big three. He did it with Isaiah from Phoenix. And he did it with Kyrie. Why now would he suddenly just be, have the loosest lips in the ship? And like, it's like, yeah, it could be these three guys, Smart, Hayward, Kemba. And we're suddenly into Drew Holiday. I don't. I don't know. It just. It. It smells like it, there's nothing really behind it, but it's. It surely took off today, and uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't want it. Really, I don't. I. I, 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 I always wonder. I always wonder how that stuff gets out anyway. Like, are these GMs literally just being like, "Hey, we're we're pretty close to signing this guy." It's like, why would why would that come out before? I mean, obviously, rumors leak, or I mean, uh, trades leak before they actually happen. So I don't understand, like. Who is letting all of these people know? Like, I know all the insiders are obviously texting them like crazy. Hey, give me something. Give me anything. And then they do. But it's like, why would they? Uh, why would he want that information to get out when it could jeopardize the trade or or even negotiation? You know, I got to think. I mean, I think all the a lot of players are like, it's a it's a business, and I'm cool with that. But I mean, also like you're a human. If I'm Kemba Walker and you see your name in the trades. Like if I'm Danny and, and that didn't that isn't a thing, I call him and I'm like, hey, this by the way, there's no truth to this. Just so you know, you know, because like, dude, well, what, you you bail on him after a year when he was pretty injury riddled. Yes, I get the glimmering hole on defense, but 
If you could trade Hayward for Drew and you want Drew, do that. We well, started Hayward. The one, the one, two, three, four of Kemba one, Drew two, uh, then uh, then Brown, then Tatum makes a lot more sense to me than Drew, Brown, Hayward, Tatum. Like the yeah. the, the the problem is our surplus of wings. Why are we going to get rid of? And, and and then what? We have Drew Holiday, and then thank goodness we still have Brad Wanamaker off the bench. Yes! Oh God, <laughs> the Your best guy. free throw shooter in the bubble. He's amazing. No, like like I just if you're gonna trade someone, trade Gordon Hayward for him. I I think it's a good move. I think we're we're shorthanded at the at the you know at the guard position. I do. Well, you never, I mean, you make a good point about what it does to the mental of those guys, too, that think, well, am I really on the trade block? I mean, you remember talking to to Ryan Spooner, and I know it's a different uh, sport, but, yeah, I mean, it's, but it's still the, the same, same situation. It's, the same, it's, it's like, the same type of business. I mean, the yeah, only, it kinda, it'd be different if it was like FIFA, where people get like bought out and stuff, but like, it's like yeah, yeah. you're getting traded in a, in a major national sport. Right. It can definitely affect the way that you play, the way that you feel your future is going to go with the team. Like, maybe you give up because you're like, well, eventually I'm going to get traded out of here anyway, so what's the point in putting all this effort in and, you know, trying to play my best when they're going to trade me anyway? So, you know, it could definitely affect that. So I'm with you. It's like, if that trade isn't even in negotiation, he should definitely get a call to be like, look, you know, I don't want you to think that I'm trying to ship you out of here. I want you on this team. You know, obviously... It is a business at the end of the day. If someone calls me and something crazy comes up, I gotta, I have to entertain offers, but I'm not actively yeah. shopping you. Right. You know, like and he'll it, probably it is what even it, say, like, listen, the two people off the table, which he has said and made clear, and that is something that does come out. Maybe it, there's no truth to this either, but I think it's highly true, unless, like, Giannis is getting thrown out there as a possibility. But Brown and Tatum are off the table. That's clear. And I think he could probably say, hey, they're off the table. You're not on the table but you're not out of question. So I, I, I do field offers, but you know, it's going to take, it's going to take a, it's going to take, honestly, he's probably being like, it's going to take them losing by giving me way too much to get you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. So it, it, I don't know. I think, I think you're right. It's and everyone's just, you wary gotta, of Danny. Everyone's seen him. He's friggin' flipped. On, he's like, he's like hoodwinked like three teams. Yeah. And the Nets is still a huge one. And I know Jack, Jack Herzog, and shout out to Herzog, will argue to the death that that trade wasn't that bad. It's like, fine, but we have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown now instead of watching I mean, Paul Pierce uh, and Jason Terry and Kevin Garnett rot in green and white. He's called uh, Trader, <laughs> Trader Danny for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. So, so but, but with that, the whole league has their guards up. So, right, right, right. And I bet, like... These guys are all former athletes. They're all former competitors. I bet someone wants to be the guy who fleeced Danny Ainge. Of course. You know? So you never want to be the one getting getting fleeced in a trade. I mean, you, right. it, no, no course. matter who it is. No, of course. But like you know, there's a balanced trade. But I bet there's guys out there who are like, let's see if I can trick them. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Let's see if I can fleece the fleecer. For sure. So I don't know. I hope I I hope we can move these picks. I hope we can get a bench. I hope we have a good draft. I'm excited for the draft. Because as soon as the draft is over, then free agency starts pouring in, and then free agency isn't even going to settle by the time these teams are meeting. There's still going to be like vet minimum guys who maybe don't get on a team until January. Like it's going to be so fast and full, 
And I've been like, I've enjoyed the off season the last few years. I've been like, the off season's like another season. There's no, there's no rest. These like all the writers talk about how like usually after the championship they can clock out until July first, and now it's like they, there's no break. They don't get a, they don't even get like a week off in the summer. And now we're gonna condense that into a couple of weeks. Woo! NBA is about to shake up. Yep. It's on the verge of doing it now. Russell Westbrook has requested a trade from the Rockets. James Harden has has given a wish list for where he would like to go. Houston may blow it up, and that's going to affect. That could mean a big three, or a new big two. Uh, Harden's wish list included Miami and Philly. Uh, Westbrook's, I think, also was Miami and uh, I don't know, just other like Lakers. I think were in the talks for one of the two of them. It's. I don't want a big three again. I don't. I want balance. I like the balance of power of the NBA. I know that's not going to stay that way, and it probably won't even be that way when this season starts. But that's what I'm nope. rooting for. And uh, you know, it's just once again the NBA is going to flip on its head, like almost like in various areas, complete overhaul. It's exciting. It's going to be interesting, as as always. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm ready for bad contracts. I'm ready for all of it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I just... So, do you have more on the NBA? Because I do have a couple NHL things, speaking of... No. Um, you know, trying to condense a season. No, no, that's it. Just, we're coming back the 22nd, 72 games. Uh, I'm a little fearful about it working. Uh, if we're going to go arena to arena. Especially with the winter coming. I'm worried about uh, just the type of shutdowns that are going to happen anyway. Or maybe with that, that'll help sports be okay. Who knows? Uh, but, no, that's where we're at. Don't don't trade Kemba Walker or Marcus Smart. That's that's all I got on the on the NBA front. I agree with that totally. Yeah. Um, but for the the NHL, I, I mean, they, I, they really seem to not have anything together. The NBA finished their season after the NHL did. Well, yeah, and we, and we just talked about how they maybe don't even care, right? Like it, some of the owners it, could could uh, could easily have this year not happen, right? So, I don't know, man. It's it's starting to look more and more like they're either going to do a sh- really short season or really switch it up and do like a Canadian division altogether and all this kind of stuff. Like, I think that they're exploring all of their options, but the fact that there's really no updates is kind of alarming because, yeah. like, it's. You know, we're getting to the point where a delayed season should be starting soon, as you can see with the NBA. So, like, is the NHL going to be like, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks? Or, you know, if, are we going to get to December, have no no news, and then they go, hey, we'll be back on uh, Christmas Day? It's like, you know, how, how much time in between do they even give? Because you can't just go right into the season. You still have to have a training camp and all that stuff, or else... You, you know, you're getting injured left and right. Are practice facilities um, open in the NHL? So there was some weird thing I read. It was like practice facilities are allowed to open, but they need a minimum of like 10 players to confirm that they're actually going to use the facility. So like if only three players were home in in the area of the, of the stadium and they were like, yeah, we're going to come practice, they'd be like, no, you have to have at least like eight or 10, which I don't understand why how that makes any sense because – wouldn't like the less amount of people be better uh, whatever so yes the the short answer is yes they are open um i don't know how many players are actually working oh, out and practicing oh, I, at them i do but, think i heard there's limits on that maybe 
Probably. Yeah, because the ba- ba- the basketball basketball is at uh, some some limits. But you have guys going off and doing it on their own. You, I don't know if you followed uh, how how closely you follow Jalen Brown on on Instagram, but he's been showing. I've seen his grandfather uh, like post post workout massage and stretch out three different Celtics now, including Taco Fall. So it looks like they got their own little. The, the the Brown family uh, athletic center seems to be in full swing. Well, and that's the beauty of of basketball too. I mean, so these guys that have money and can mm-hmm. afford to. I mean, you can build a basketball court at your house, no problem. Well, remember Tatum have, said he didn't even have a hoop at his house, and we're like, how hard is this to fix? <laughs> Seriously, and, and you don't have to go to these facilities. Like with hockey, you can't. It's it's very hard to build a rink at your house like year round you know like basketball once it's up it's up oh man so if you can build a home gym and a and a uh actual court i mean you got everything you could possibly need right aside from essentially you know recovery um things massage or or like you know a lot of those guys use those cryo chambers and stuff and all these different i saw this stat the other day and i would love to see like a huge list across all the major sports for this but i saw it was like tom brady compared to Russell Wilson and it was how much money they put into their bodies into rehabilitation and it was yeah like, yeah Russell pays like three mil or something or like two mil and Tom does like 1.5 a year yeah it's crazy yeah so I mean at at a hockey rink on top of that at an NHL salary it's not really a feasible thing right that's the problem is that you know some of these guys can't really practice year-round as opposed to if you had a basketball court or access to one at least, then right. and that a makes it a little bit easier. Still helps, you know. Like right. whereas, like, I mean, I guess you could do like the rink in the driveway, kind of, but not really. Yeah. Not so like, I don't not know even the rink, uh, like the pavement, but like not really, you know, like the yeah. net in the driveway. I think it's again, it's going to be interesting to see what the NHL does because I I really have no idea how they're going to manage to get this done. Um. <sighs> So we'll see, but we are also, also we are on uh, Zdeno Chara watch still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and I think we're going to talk about this every episode until we have an answer. Whether he's with the Bruins, whether he's retired, he's with another team. I hope he's not. But twenty um, twenty better not strike again because I can't deal with another Tom Brady scenario. Oh. He either needs to retire or resign with Boston, but do not go to another team. I don't think I can take it. Um, I know you, you like you know you want to get that bag or whatever, but please do not leave. I mean, at this point, we need him. We you know, need, he's we it, still need it. We still need a top six. We maybe need two. Well, you top know, he's guys. he's listening. So just Charge. Big Z, don't do don't it. leave. Big Z, here's what you do: you break into the yeah, Sweeney get, tell, residence. All right, Late okay. At night, you hit the printer. That's where your contract's been sitting for weeks because Don Sweeney forgot they printed it already and he hasn't sent it to you you go there you covert ops sign that sucker mail it where you're gonna mail it and we'll see you in alston in a couple days when you can start working out yes bada bing bada boom z's back he breaks in signs his own contract we really should have kind of gave him this plan a few episodes ago, but it's fine. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, because so, Chara Watch is like the new election for me. It's like, good God, can we just get an answer? I'm so tired of hearing about this. Yeah, <laughs> it's dude. just like, that's what Chara is now. Good God, can we just get an answer? I'm tired of worrying about this. Like, yeah. 
Oh man. But that's that's kind of the latest with with that. The the thing I'd like to wrap this up on this episode up on is I would like to get your opinion on that leaked jersey. I know it's not official yet, but it should be official within a few days of what they're going to be putting out. Um, but it seems to be that everybody loves that that leak. Well, the we, yellow we jersey. Had a, we had a unanimous decision, yeah. right? The yellow jersey with the old uh, 90s logo with the meth bear back on the shoulders. Um, it looks, to me, it looks pretty slick. I like it a lot. I used to, um, I love that you uh, called it the meth bear. Did you just make that yeah, up or is that, is that the, is no, that no, 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 that, that's, that's like, literally what everybody calls it. The meth bear. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I always loved the meth bear. I remember being a, a young 18 year old and, or, or 16 year old and being like, I'm going to get that tattooed on me someday. And you know what? I still would. I still wouldn't. Yeah, still it's sick. These are fresh. These are so sick. Uh, they, they take elements of other jerseys that I used to like and kind of perfect them like we kind of had the same jersey before but with, when it was the meth bear on the shoulder it was i believe it was the big bruin on the chest and i just don't like that like the bear head no no so, so you put so the this, spoke b back right no this is like an exact replica of the 90s jersey it looks exactly the same with oh, the logo then, yeah, with the shoulders but the the base of the jerseys were were white and black as opposed to yellow i like yellow i like it Yellow is such man. a retro color automatically, like across sports and teams. As soon as you put yellow, it's like, ah, the retro. Nice. So Weird. what I from my understanding is they're supposedly this is like a fourth jersey that everybody's getting next year. And they're gonna wear it two times. From what I've read. I don't know that this I don't know this is fact, but they're gonna wear it two times and it's gonna be against a rival team. So it'll probably be like Montreal or, you know, Toronto or whatever whoever it is. I'm assuming it's gonna be Montreal. Um which makes sense because the, those teams' jerseys are either white or a darker color that you'd clearly be able to tell the difference between the two teams. It's not like we're going up against Pittsburgh right. when we're both wearing yellow or white or whatever. So, right. um, But, yeah, so that's, that's my understanding of it. I'm obviously going to buy it because I have issues and I have all of them. So, Yeah, um, at this point, it would be weird if you didn't buy a jersey. Yeah, yeah. Especially, it's been a bit since I bought such one. such a tight one. Who are you going to get? Plain? No, because so here's my thing. It's like when I don't usually know what I'm gonna what I want, I usually go with Bergeron, which right. I'm thinking about it. But at the same time, if I buy a Bergeron and then he becomes the captain or Char is gone, you know I'm gonna have to get it fixed. Yeah, what? So what, I figure, so what? what's that? Maybe maybe don't go with that. Maybe go with like a pasta or a, to be honest well, with what you, if you I, gotta get I, pasta fixed. What if that's what true. if he gets the A? That's my other issue. Well, I, I guess go, I guess fixing I, by just applying is a little easier than uh, uh, changing, sh- switching out. Yeah, I was thinking about Coil. I like that hometown kid. It's a s- solid choice. Love that. Also, he's thirteen, right? Yes, that's my that's my family lucky number. Love thirteen. Maybe so I'll do that. So then make two. Wrap them up, dude. Let's go. I'm I, all right. I, I'm I'm gonna bandwagon on your Coil jersey. Because we live on other sides of the country, guys, all right? So it's not like we're going to like yeah. run into each other wearing these, okay? It's not that That would be weird. strange. However, I will. Next time I come out and we can finally go to games again, I will. We should both wear it. Um, yeah, I like that. I think Coil's the call. I think these jerseys are the best jerseys I've seen since the, uh, the Winter Classic ones against Montreal. Wait, uh, so you like it better than the current third? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say I don't only because I I prefer the well, black jersey. Well, but. I like it. I like. I don't know. I, the yeah. Montreal Winter Classic is. If our away jersey could be the Montreal Winter Classic, I honestly might take that. But that obviously eliminates the most classic jersey of them all. That is like arguably my favorite jersey that we've had in the past twenty years. Yeah, I'm just saying it would be nice to mix up a yellow than having a second. Black, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I no, 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 no. And I and I think. But let's it have makes both. Sense. We can have two alternate jerseys. There's no rules against this. Let's have both. Let's do. We're turning into the NBA now. Each team has nine jerseys. Oh, I just and hate... a city jersey and. We could do a whole long time on this, but my quick thing about that is I'm just so tired of them, like, not keeping the tight ones. You know what I mean? Like, like some teams yeah, will yeah, get yeah. to keep, like, a couple of the good ones, and then, like, some teams will, like, nail it, and then the next year they're like, well, wait till you see these, and it's like, these are these are garbage. These suck. Like some kid made that with a crayon, yeah. and you just copied it. The Celtics ones have never been good. I'll be honest. Or no, sorry. I like the uh, the gold edition ones, like the what the gold on white the first year of Nike, and then the green ones last year were good. And then this past season, I didn't really. It was whatever. That was like the the like Celtic one, looked like a a bar, and then in the on Causeway or something. And then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the ones that are rumored are just not not like a, a black version of that. So. I mean, I know, I know. You said that we could do a whole episode on this, and I totally agree. And we, we should, should, we should. We, we let's should. wait till they're out, and then we'll we'll do but, it. But uh, I gotta be honest, not to get too far into this. Those Miami, the Vice ones, mm-hmm. so sick. Oh, dope! Both of them. I think the pink, yeah. the black ones with pink trim, and then the blue ones, and yeah, and, and then the court to go in addition to that. My favorite yep. ones, uh, actually, are the the Jazz, and they keep running those back. The ones that are like the palette of orange to red. And then the whole court is orange and red. It's just a completely yeah. different color scheme. I think it's dope. And then my hot take is that I didn't hate the uh, the ones that looked like uh, the Mavericks ones last year that looked like Slime Time Live. A lot of people trashed on those, but I thought they were <laughs> kind of tight. I mean, I think that decides it that we have to do a Jersey episode at some all point. Right. Once they once they drop all these all these ones and or at least the first set, yeah, before the twenty second, we'll we'll get into it. We'll have. We'll get it. We'll get some polls going. We'll get some. We'll rank Instagram. them a bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll do our ranking. You yeah. guys can trash on that. It'll be perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, so also when we do that, we should probably have Jamel on because Jamel. Oh yeah, Jamel's the Jersey King. You're, Dude, absolutely. You're the you're the hockey Jersey King or the, the Bruins Jersey King, and then he's just everything. He's got everything. So yeah, he'd, uh, he'd be a good guy to have on for that if he's I don't, not already I don't doing think... that with uh, with uh, earbuds. I don't think we do that episode without him. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can get him for it. Cool. Um, until next week or until we get um, some more information, which, again, as I said, we'll be doing this every Friday. We're trying to keep on this schedule. Um, we have no plans to change that up right now. So we will be continuing to be on Chara Watch. We'll be, we're going uh, to on... try to get a, a draft, quick draft update before next Wednesday for you. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so we're still on Chara Watch. We're on NHL Watch as far as information. And I guess as of right now, all we know is the NBA is coming back and looking forward to that. I mean, it's coming up quick. The the uh, ice or the wall or the ceiling is about to break. The dam, that's what it is. The dam's about to the- break. The <laughs> trades are about to start happening. I'm ready yep. for it. Let's go. All right. 
Uh, we'll catch up with you guys next week, and thank you guys for listening. Thank you for checking us out, following us, and all that stuff. Like, um, we really appreciate it. It's definitely helping us out a lot. Uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Yeah. Stretched. Check out that album. Didn't see.